0: Well, did all of your Christmas wishes come true, or did you get a bunch of gift cards? and Maybe you're waiting for the after-Christmas sales, or after the first of the year, when things have settled down a little bit, or did you get everything you wanted? You know, maybe you got exactly what you wanted, what you had hoped for, what you'd asked Santa for, or maybe you got one of those gifts. You know what I'm talking about, especially women. You know, you you would rather have gotten a gift card instead of a new vacuum cleaner. Even though you really like the vacuum cleaner and you've wanted to have one, it really wasn't what you wanted for Christmas from your husband. Yeah, I know I've given some of those gifts. Actually, one year for Valentine's Day, I gave my wife a sump pump. Okay, we needed it. It was rad, you know. So I thought it kind of went along with the season, but really wasn't that romantic gift that she was maybe looking for. I know, growing up, I usually got socks and underwear, uh, and maybe a toothbrush if I was lucky. Uh, But you know, I didn't very often get one of those gifts that I really had hoped for, because for the longest time. I wanted a three speed bicycle. Never got it. Okay, even as an adult, I never got one. Well, Diane and I don't do much of anything for each other for Christmas. Uh, I mean, we haven't for a while. Uh, because if there's something that we want or something that we need, we just go and get it. Uh, we, we did get, I should say, I got for us a TV for our bedroom because now's a good time to get them, Christmas time with the sales. Um, but it's nice for when we find those times when we have different interests. Um, you know, I, I can just take so many Hallmark movies before I start getting really sarcastic about things. But, you know, Christmas, it, it is a good time to get some really good deals on stuff. Uh, it's a time when we usually... Pick up some things right after Christmas for the uh, Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes that we put together. And speaking of boxes, uh, December twenty-six is known as Boxing Day. Uh, it has nothing to do with uh, two men or two women in a boxing ring. There's um, uh, a little thing that I found about Boxing Day. It says it's a story behind Boxing Day involves the British Commonwealth. Wealthy lords of the British manor gave out boxes of gifts and money the day after Christmas to staff who worked the holiday. Sort of like a holiday bonus. Okay, not a bad idea. You know, I mean, we don't have any staff. But there's a lot of others that we can always find that we can help out that aren't as well off as we are. Don't have to look too far. And those wealthy lords uh, they didn't have to look too far either with their staff but so let's pray father we just give you thanks for this uh, last podcast of of 2020 Um, lord looking forward as always to a new day a new year and so lord we just um, ask for your blessing on us as we listen to what you have for us That, lord people will not hear me, but Lord, they'll hear you, and that your word will speak to them. So Father, I just put this in your hand, and Lord, just ask for your blessing on this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, 2020 is almost over. Well, wow. 2021 will be here in just a short time, and everything's going to be all right. Well, maybe not, maybe, but we really wouldn't like to think so. Even though we obviously have no idea, <clears throat> I know that there were many that couldn't wait for 2020 to get here. That maybe 2019 hadn't really been a good year for them. And so they figured, you know, 2020's got to be better than what 2019 was. You know, with everything that we went through, <laughs> anything's going to be better than what this year was. That's what a lot of people are thinking right now. Okay, we're. We're thinking that, you know, 2021's got to be better than 2020, okay? Because, you know, it just was not a good year in a lot of different ways. So let's take a look at 2020, okay? Now, for us personally, we had two granddaughters that were born, okay? One in March, one in April. Um, My wife and I, we, we sold our home in Florida, And we moved to Oklahoma. Our son that was living in Delaware sold his home, and they've moved, they're living with us for right now. And so, you know, in that aspect, it's been a really good year, because now we're gonna have two sons and their families right close by, um, being seven grandchildren. And then another son just a few hours away in Texas, with two more grandsons so you know there was i was in the hospital for a short time but that quickly sums up our year um so what about you i mean it certainly was a different year okay i mean nobody can deny that schools pretty much closed in march Uh, i remember when they first were starting to close schools, they said they were going to close for a week or two weeks. And there was one school that said they were going to be closed to the end of the school year. And I thought, wow, how crazy is that? You know, but a lot of schools are still closed. And it's nine months later. Sports, you know, high school sports got pretty much wiped out. Uh, and, and, you know, it was just the beginning of the NCAA basketball tournament. And just a few games got played, and that got called off. You know, professional sports, you know, got all messed up. You know, people are working from home that never expected to have to work from home. Uh, Businesses closed. There were, you know, millions of jobs that were lost. There was a toilet paper shortage, which I still cannot understand why. But, you know, people were having to wear masks. Uh, There's still many places you got to wear a mask or you can't get in. Um, And then there were riots that were somehow loosely um, connected with all of this. Uh, There was a lot of sickness. There was a lot of death. And then there were the elections that we just had. Now, I'm not going to get into the political side of any of this. I'm trying not to anyways. I have my thoughts, you have yours, and so we're just going to kind of leave it there with this whole matter. But I think I'm safe to say that no matter how bad 2020 seemed, that there were still many bright spots. There were still weddings, you know, maybe not done uh, in the way that people had planned them to begin with, but people still got married. There were new starts, and new relationships. You know, people, you know, became aware of others that they weren't before. Uh, new jobs were created. You know, there were some places like Walmart, Amazon, places like that that were hiring thousands of people because people were doing all their shopping from home. Excuse me. And most importantly. There were salvations, thousands of salvations. And people came to the Lord that maybe wouldn't have even looked to the Lord. But they kind of looked at things as like, you know, nothing else seems to be working. Maybe I'll try this Jesus stuff. And they found the Lord. Because unfortunately, we tend to dwell on the negative things. It's kind of like the glass half empty, half full thing. You know, most people, you know, this last year, I think, looked at the glass as being half empty when, you know, we need to look at it from a different perspective and see, no, that's not half empty, that's half full. Maybe that's because the negative seems to just kind of stick out more to us. You know, God gives us mountaintop experiences to remind us of his faithfulness when we find ourselves in the valleys, okay? And we need to remember that. Think of those times. There's a movie back in 1938, okay? Even before my time. The name of the movie was Thanks for the Memory. And this is a short bit of the, the write-up on it. It says that Bob Hope is an out-of-work writer who stays home and plays house husband while his wife Shirley Ross goes to work for her former fiance, and Bob Hope's publisher, and this former fiance is really still in love with Bob Hope's wife in the movie, and you know n- near the end of the movie, Bob Hope and Shirley Ross are sitting there, and they're doing kind of a back and forth song. Uh, where one will mention something and the other one will mention something else connected to that. But it's, it's about their the memories of their life together, the good, the bad, and the ugly. As believers, we need to look for the positives. Okay, We need to, to look for the, the good in everything. You know, the bad and the ugly is still going to be there, but we need to be looking for the good. Because God didn't make us to be his negative children. He's given us so much to be positive for. And when we find ourselves in a place where we're really kind of unsure of what's going on, or what the outcome is going to be, we need to look back at his faithfulness in the past. Okay, Look back at that mountaintop. Because when we see how faithful he's been in the past, That's his guarantee that he's going to be faithful as well in the future. Will things always work out the same way every time? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe better. Or maybe not very good at all. But the one thing that we need to remember as God's children is that he was always there. He never left us, no matter what was going on. You know, the, the writer of Hebrews quoted Deuteronomy one eight when he said, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. And in Hebrews, it goes on to say, So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, and I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Okay, this is a, a quote from Psalm 118. Okay, that, that's the good, okay? But at the same time, it's a, it's a good question. What can mere mortals do to us? Well, Jesus answered that question in Matthew 10, 28. The New Living Translation says, Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God, who can destroy both soul." And body in hell. You know, a lot of people have been living their life in fear since about March of of 2020 because they've been in fear of this coronavirus or COVID 19 or whatever you want to call it. Now, it's not something to be taken lightly, okay, but I don't think we need to be running around in fear either, okay? I mean, yeah, people have died from it. But a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people have survived it. Okay, Paul reminds us best in his second letter to Timothy, chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, in the Passion Translation, Paul says, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into a flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when i laid my hands upon you for god will never give you a spirit of fear but the holy spirit who gives you mighty power love and self-control okay two words i want to look at that are in there one is fear god didn't give us a spirit of fear okay the greek there means to be afraid or to be in fear, or to be timid. You know, some translations uh, say that, that God didn't give us a spirit of timidity. But I like the fear better, especially in 2020. We need to realize that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. But the other word is power. And the Greek there, dunamis, means ability, or strength, or power. So God didn't give us a spirit of fear or timidity. God gave us a spirit of strength, and a spirit of power, and a spirit of of abilities. Okay. So during this pandemic time, we've seen shirts, and bumper stickers, and even face masks, that that say "faith over fear," or "faith defeats fear," which is true, because That's what God expects from his children. He expects us to be full of faith, but at the same time, to not be foolish. So how can we have that strong, strong faith? Well, like the old hymn says, leaning on the everlasting arms is where we can get the strength that we need. Or like an, an old song from... Carmen. Remember Carmen Licadello, back in the 80s and the 90s? Well, he's still out there singing. He's gone through a couple of battles of cancer, but he's still been doing some some concerts here not too long ago. But this is the words to the song that Carmen sang, and it says, In myself I failed the Lord, then was afraid to try once more. That fire in my soul had fled, That's when Jesus came and said, My spirit gives the strength you need to raise you up and to succeed for vision in the night. To you, I'll give these words of light. Now, listen. It says, Fear not, my child. I'm with you always. I feel every pain and every tear I see. Fear not, my child. I'm with you always. I know how to care for what belongs to me. He said, My child, don't look behind. Discouragement is all you'll find. Don't watch the waves that roll the sea, but just focus your eyes on me, and I will make you strong, and then your shattered courage I will mend. And if you fall and should get hurt, remember these eternal words. Fear not, my child. I'm with you always. I feel every pain and every tear I see fear not my child I'm with you always I know how to care for what belongs to me that's where we get our strength from that's where we get the power from that Paul was talking to when he wrote to Timothy we get it from Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit you know God allows us to endure some really serious things you know i know of some people that have gone through just unimaginable abuse of different kinds you know physical sexual verbal emotional abuse you know as a child and as an adult people have dealt with you know some terrible diseases sicknesses of different kinds you know people have survived accidents that they shouldn't have survived. And maybe it's sometimes wishes that they hadn't. You know, some people have been victims of neglect or starvation. You know, there, there's people in the world that the country that they live in, that they've known nothing but war and, you know, battles going on out in the street where they live. Or to just to have to endure and be able to try and handle the death of of loved ones. You know, like I said, God allows these things, but they're not from God. But he allows them to happen. Why? I don't know. This is my best answer. But I do know it was not part of the original plan. Okay, in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, you know, death, abuse, neglect, sickness, war. That was not part of God's plan at that time, at that place. And then soon after, we, we see Job and all of his problems, you know, with the loss of his, his children and, you know, his livestock and his servants and everything. It was all allowed by God. Why? Again, I don't know but it makes us stronger, that I do know. Jesus told us that we would not be trouble-free if we become believers. That would be great, wouldn't it, if we were? You know, you you give your life to Christ and you never have any more problems, no financial problems, no relation problems, you know, nothing, everything would be great. But Jesus said, no, that's not going to happen. Because in John 16, he was giving final instructions and some warnings to the disciples. In verse 33, he says, in this really important verse, he says, I've told you all this, so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I overcome the world. What did Jesus mean... When he said, I've overcome the world. In just a short time, he knew that he was going to be arrested and beaten and crucified. That doesn't sound like an overcomer to me. You know, the Greek meaning of the word, word overcomer means to prevail, to conquer, to overcome, to have victory. Well, maybe Jesus was referring to. The resurrection. Or maybe he was talking about the, the times that he was confronting the Pharisees, you know, time after time and, and putting them down, putting them in their place, which he did to prove his authority and his superiority over them. Paul affirms this in Romans chapter 8. Okay, through most of the chapter he's talking about the suffering that Christians are going to face. But now listen to Romans 8, beginning in verse 31. This is from the NIV. Paul says, What then shall we say in response to these things? Okay, all of these things that he had talked about in the earlier verses. It says, If God's for us, <laughs> who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he, how will he not also along with him, graciously give us all things. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Jesus Christ, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and, and also interceding for us. So who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered, a quote from Psalm 44. Now now listen, this is a part I really like the best, okay? Because Paul says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What powerful, powerful words and powerful promises we've received from Jesus Christ. The present or the future cannot defeat us. Death or life cannot defeat us. Angels can't defeat us. Demons cannot defeat us. Nothing in all creation, it says, can keep us from God and his love for us. Not drugs, not sickness, not abuse, not pornography, not neglect, not accidents or loss none of it can defeat us unless we let it we all fall and we all fail sometimes the difference is the number of times that you get back up and you keep on fighting you know it's time for us as believers to claim victory we've acted like whipped puppy dogs long enough has 2020 been bad yeah Parts of 2020 have been hell for a lot of people. Has it defeated you? Only if you let it. Look at 2020 and see, you know, it was bad, but, you know, there's still some good that was there. And take that good and make it work for you, not against you. Live by faith. Don't live by fear, because that's not who we are as children of god we're not children of fear we're children of power we are conquerors it's time for us to start acting like it and being who christ has called us to be let's pray father i just lift up my brothers and sisters in christ those that know you and love you but Lord, i know that they've had a bad year too that that i know that there's some that have probably lost jobs maybe some that uh, their businesses have close and will never reopen and maybe lost uh, life savings uh, maybe owe oh, thousands and thousands of dollars uh, because of the businesses gone under i know some that have uh, lost jobs and are, are still looking and learn maybe been ready to give up i know that there's some that uh, you know just the strain of having to uh homeschool their kids when that certainly was not in their plans at any time. Then, Lord, they really struggled with it. The Lord, it's been hard on relationships. It's been hard on uh, fathers and mothers, husbands and wives and children. And Lord, I want you to help them to look to you to be restored and to know that the strength that you have for them is still there now. You know, it was there. In January and February of 2020, and it's still there now in December of 2020 as we come to the close of this year. And so, Father, help them to know that they can still call out to you, they can still reach out to you, and that, Lord, you're not gonna leave them hanging. Lord, you're gonna be there for them because you said, I'll never, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Learn, help them to stand up and to lean on that promise. And to get the strength that they need from you and lord to know that that they don't have to fear then that, that you can, can strengthen their faith and help them to deal with what they need to deal with and lord i lift up anyone that may be listening to this that, that doesn't know you that lord uh, doesn't really know what it means to have a relationship with jesus christ but lord maybe they've read some of your word or. Maybe they heard the words that, that I spoke today uh, on, on your behalf. And Lord, that they receive some strength from that to know that they don't have to be defeated, to know that they don't have to be fearful, that they have someone that they can lean on. And that is your son, Jesus Christ, that died for them. So Lord, let them know that that Jesus died for their sins, that through a relationship with him, that they can have eternal life with you and spend eternity walking on those streets of gold and just being in the presence of our father and creator Lord let them know that they need to pray pray a prayer something like this dear Heavenly father thank you for Jesus who died on the cross for my sins but father thank you that you rose him to life and I can have that life too Lord I need a savior And Jesus is the only one. So I take him in my heart. Lead me in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.